You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report, presented by Kent Hunter. Welcome to this audio version of the Church Doctor Report. This is a great subject. It's called Roadblocks and Antidotes, Models for Ministry. I'm Kent Hunter from Church Doctor Ministries, and I'm excited to share this material. Let's get started. As I present this Church Doctor Report in this audio version, the world is, I don't know what, shaky, uncertain, scary. Ukraine and Israel and some of their neighbors are at war or threatening. In the U.S., protesters are for or against the nation's involvement in these wars. This moment in time reflects an unsettled world. But you know what? God chose to send the promised Messiah, Jesus, when Israel, the land God gave to his people, was occupied by the feared Romans who taxed the people and sent the money to a pagan emperor. And we say God's timing is perfect? Oh, yes, it is. Troubled people are hungry for hope. Jesus is the hope of the world. In Jeremiah 29, 11, Scripture says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You see, this is a great time to grasp and share what really matters. 1 Peter 3:15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is within you. Yet, do it with gentleness and reverence. You see, chaos breeds receptivity. Now, I get it. No Christian likes chaos, disruption, and uncertainty. Yet, God does some of his best work in tough times. You see, challenges soften the hearts of unbelievers. Hopelessness breeds a hunger for help. Fear helps those far from God face the facts concerning their eternal future. Many church leaders are handicapped for mission effectiveness, and that included me at one time. In my training for ministry, I was required to complete four years of college, and some of the courses I was required to take were helpful for ministry, but honestly, most were not that helpful, not for mission and ministry. Then in four years of seminary, I had a similar experience. Honestly, my exposure to mission training was very limited. Thinking I must have missed something, I stayed on for graduate school at the seminary, ultimately earning a Ph.D., yet I still didn't get training in the the discipline of missiology, which is the study of effective mission. Having run out of courses at my denominational seminary, I was sent to an inner-city church in Detroit, 
it had declined 67% in the previous 10 years. It was located in a changing neighborhood. Many of the members of that church were moving to the suburbs. My new neighbors were mainly unchurched African Americans. In the first two years, we tried to reach out to them and failed to attract any. So I called my district office, my denomination, and I asked for help. The mission executive told me, we don't know what to do in your situation. We've already closed a number of churches like yours in Detroit. We're likely to end up closing your congregation as well. My thought, well, that is unacceptable. I refuse to believe we can't reach our new neighbors. Yet, I was depressed and discouraged. In my prayers, I called out to God. And believe it or not, God responded with a postcard. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it was sent to pastors across America. And it was a notice about a seminary in California I'd never heard of that developed a faculty of American missionaries who had been very effective in various mission fields around the world. And they had returned to the United States to equip pastors to become missionaries to our own country. The training was two weeks at a time, three to four times a year, for three years. Numerous books of assigned reading were required before each two-week session. Afterward, I was required to write a paper that described how I would implement what I learned in my church. Honestly, in this process, my life was dramatically changed. First of all, I became a missionary to my own country. Second, our church grew cross-culturally. Third, the denomination sent outreach leaders to our church to learn how God was working. And today, decades later, that church is a vibrant African-American congregation. The chaos of ministry made me receptive to learn, grow, and change. There are so many church leaders today who have never been properly trained to reach the secular side of America. That is why I launched Church Doctor Ministries several decades ago. The need to develop mission-trained pastors and key lay leaders is greater than ever right now. The decline of the Christian movement increases every year. It has accelerated over the last 20 to 25 years. We live on a dominant mission field. The majority of Americans are unchurched, yet they are more receptive than most church leaders would ever imagine. The challenge is not the good news about Jesus Christ. It is the delivery systems that suffer from a lack 
of mission training. As a short summary, I've developed a list of key issues every Christian, every church leader, every denominational executive should consider. I call them 10 Roadblocks and Antidotes, Models for Ministry. And here they are. Number one, pastor model. Is your pastor a doer or a developer? As a young Christian, I was influenced by a wonderful, great, loving pastor who spent most of his time doing ministry for the people in our church. His training was to do ministry well, but he was not trained to equip church members to do ministry. That's the pastor model, number one. Number two, membership model. In so many churches, the majority of people self-identify as members, not ministers. You see, Scripture calls Christians the priesthood of all believers. Everyone is equipped to use their spiritual gifts for ministry. That is God's premier plan. Number three, the facility model. For many congregations, the church building is the destination. In Scripture, the local congregation is more like a launch pad. The church is a training platform to equip God's people to take the world for Jesus. Number four, the momentum model. The mission of your congregation is not you all come. The mission is we come to go. We gather to scatter. The good news of Jesus is the greatest message ever told. Number five, the multiplication model. Not addition, but multiplication. The Christian life is an exponential movement. The primary focus is to be fruitful and multiply. Every Christian, everyone who believes in Jesus is a multiplier. We multiply people. We multiply churches. We multiply styles of worship, languages, music, and cultural approaches. We multiply. Number six, the ministry model. Not volunteers, but a priesthood that includes every Christ follower. Every believer is a minister. Leaders help believers discover, develop, and use their spiritual gifts. Every Christ follower is a missionary. Number seven, evangelism model. Not a board or a committee, not a program, but a movement in which every believer shares their own personal God stories with those in their social network who are not yet Believers in Christ. Number eight, governance model. Not Robert's Rules of Order, but Scripture. Not votes, but unanimous consensus. Not politics, but prayer. Not elections, but selections based on spiritual development. Number nine, attitudinal model. Not retreat, but respect. Not debate, but discipleship. 
not contentious arguments, but biblical agreements. And number 10, posture model. Not maintenance, but mission. Not we've always done it that way, but Jesus did it this way. Not the board voted, but Scripture says. Not the Constitution requires, but the Bible directs. As I think about those ten different models, I hope they're valuable to you and that they will help you and your church. I have some recommended resources, too, that I'd like to share. The first one is a book, The Amazing Power of God's Stories. Share what God has done in your life. The next one is a Bible study for a daily devotion. An apple a day, a daily dose for everyday faith. That's a book with devotions for each day for 365 days for an entire year. The next one is a service called Church Governance Consultation. It's a church government review and improvement on how to do the Lord's business. The next resource is a book, Church Politics, Pain-Free Decision-Making, a huge need in churches today. The next resource is a workshop, Leading from the Center of God's Will. The next one is a book, A Nation Reclaims Respect, One Person at a Time. The next resource is also a book, Who Broke My Church? Seven Proven Strategies for Renewal and Revival. The next book is called Your Spiritual Gifts, Discover God's Plan for Your Life. And finally, the last one is a workshop, Your Spiritual DNA, Discover God's Plan for Your Life, a spiritual gifts workshop where everyone can discover the supernatural spiritual gifts that God has given to them. I hope this blesses you and gives you beyond the roadblocks and antidotes that are needed, the antidotes that are models for ministry. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report. If you would like to receive the written version in your email, please sign up by going to www.churchdoctor.org. If you've enjoyed this teaching, please share it with others and encourage them to subscribe. Thank you, and God bless.